What up? What up? How y'all doing? This is that part two. Cause we had a lot to talk about. Cause these uh, <laughs> the, these uh, these firings kind of got us, got us a little amped up and stuff. Um, and even uh, checking out some of the news and I guess cause can't pull up SmackDown right now, but just uh. Looking at some stuff that's going on. Yeah. I'm guessing this must be a, a new era that they're trying to work with. But um, I'm trying to think. What was we last talking about? What was we last talking about? Uh, Dolph. Dolph. The workhorse. The guy I thought they was trying to paint as like either the next Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. The way his his attire was, and the way he just kept putting on good matches or putting over good talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta see how how old Dolph is. He gotta be like forty or something. Um, Damn it! Who is? Dang, dropping the mic. Uh, let's see. How old is that man? Okay, that man been WWE for a long time. 
to see. And this is mm, mm. off topic of wrestling, but this is what people be saying when they be telling you to follow your dreams and go. And if you want and you deserve more from a job, to go look for another job and go do whatever it is that you need to do to CYA, which is cover your ass. Mm-hmm. Because this is gave them twenty plus years of his heart, his body, his spirit, only for them to give him dash the kiss at the end of the day after twenty years. Can you imagine being on a job and you got twenty years in like most of us can retire between like twenty to thirty years at a job. Facts. And like right around your twenty year mark, they're like, you know what? <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks. Mm. You know, that was one of the most shocking um, to me was him, like I said in in the last episode, and uh, in Mufasa. But I don't know, E. I don't know. I don't know. The way that they're going, I don't, I can say that I don't like it. I don't like it because it's becoming too predictable. All of these factions, all of these match interferences, all of this, it's becoming typical, repetitive BS. Mm-hmm. Same old... <laughs> it's the same old, you know, the WWE thing. You know, it's their, it's their way. Right. They, uh... Oh. Judgment Day is in a match. Well, whoever's in that match with Judgment Day is going to lose. You know why? Because they're going to cheat. Facts. <laughs> no. Oh. Um. This. It's like this randomness. There's no cohesiveness to what's going on right now. That's why I was saying all of the belts are in fashions. I was trying to give the example that Damage Control got a belt. Mm. That's the women's side. Judgment Day got money in the bank. The tag team belts, the women's belt, and the NXT belt. Mm-hmm. The Bloodline had the tag team belts and the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Mm-hmm. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Both of them, Roman and Yusuf, held the belt record-breaking time limit. <laughs> they broke records. You feel me? Like, but it... And I get it. I'm not with the whole faction thing. That's not my cup of tea type of wrestling. Um, I get it. It sells. But it's tiring. And I'm going to say this, and this is me personally. They shouldn't have taken that faction thing as far as they did. They should have just let the bloodline be the faction and left it at that. Because to me, all the rest of them are whack as fuck, and I said what I said. I think what WWE was trying to do, <laughs> and 
and they messed themselves up with. They seen AEW was doing all these factions, and they thought maybe some of that was success. And they was like, well, let's create some factions. Let's let's see if we can get some other factions. The only one I really liked was just the New Day. I liked the Hurt Business, Judgment Day, and just the Bloodline. That's all I was liking. Like everything else was just random to me. <laughs> it works for the hurt business and I can say this on your part because we got it like that and I know when we say what I know when I say we mm-hmm. you know exactly what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. it fits it's kind of like oh my god I cannot think of the name of that group and I feel so bad it was Mark Henry. The um, Nation of Domination. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it gives a very much up-to-date version of that. That I can rock with. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because they ain't doing the typical, typical stupid fashion stuff. You know, like, they got a little swagger to them. And that's because of uh, MVP, who I love. You know? Um, it works for them, in a sense. But it's too much at this point. Are you going to faction off every damn body? Like, you going to put everybody in a faction at this point? <laughs> uh, okay. Everybody grab a partner. Like we're back in, like we're back in school. Everybody get a partner, and whoever is left over, you're gonna be the group of three. Oh, I used to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody grab a partner, and whoever's left over, we'll put you with a group, and you'll be a group of three. It works for them. Um, and again, they have success with it. It's just. It's just too much. It's it's a lot. And it's annoying. Like, the Judgment Day annoy me at this point. I don't like them. And I know they're heels, but so was the Bloodline, and I liked them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I liked the Bloodline. They were heels. They were, you know, faces, heels. They went back and forth. But I rock with that. I can get with that because they were cool or whatever. But it's like with them and with damage control and uh, it's like, come on. Why do all these women need to be together? Why? It's stupid. Yeah. And then with these belts they're not even making people defend the belts now. They just show up, talk smack, and don't defend the belt. Look how long it took Rhea Ripley from Mania. Mm-hmm. Did she even have a... She, she had... She wrestled Charlotte at Mania, right? Yeah, she wrestled Charlotte at Mania. Then I think she she's... That's right. She's wrestled and entire, like... 
Yeah, that and then she's wrestled Natalia like three different times for that belt, and I thought that match was ass. I just was like, why? I get it. Because you know the outcome. That's what I'm talking about. That their predictability. And I'm sorry, y'all, because I'm eating chips the hoy, and I don't care because I'm fat. Now, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you know, Rhea is not dropping the belts in Italian. That doesn't even make sense. Mm. It doesn't go with the faction storyline, huh? But when they're ready to break that up, I can see them, like, dropping the belts and things like that. That I can see. But right now, they're not finna do that. That's a fact. Yeah, bringing back Nia Jax, I'm happy about that part. Yeah, I feel like she deserve another chance. I feel like it. But what's so weird is, <laughs> when they do these cuts and they bring back people, I never understood. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that. You let go of all of these people, don't you bring it back, John Cena? You're bringing back The Rock. You brought that guy in Jax. Like, if I was getting released, I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dead us. Like, how you let me go? And then because somebody else is in charge, even though they're just only in charge of just the talent, you bring them back, but you know, like there's certain people that just weren't utilized at all. Like, like you mentioned in the first part, mm-hmm. like what was the point of bringing back Emma? Like, really, what was the point? You did. <laughs> You didn't use her right the first time. She was just a... I didn't even know she was back. And that's my bad. I had no clue. And then I'm like, okay. You want back Trish Stratus. Mm. Like, all of these people that you're bringing back, but you're firing me, and these people are only temporary to begin with. Johnson and The Rock are not about to be... Fucked up every time uh, she's been fighting back. Cool to see. Don't get me wrong. But again, if I was one of the released talents, I would be like, well, how the fuck can you find some a storyline for her but you can't find one for me? Mm. Like nothing. She ain't been here, God knows how long. But you found something for her, though, didn't you? Mm. Oh, okay. 
for what 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 am I what am I gonna answer for like uh like you, you let me go for, um, what you want to make time for I'm a strong believer in that but I do hope that they go off um and do great things but I definitely still feel strongly that they could have did something differently for for dogs I do think it was time for him to not necessarily hang up the boots, but I think he would be an amazing backstage creative. I really, really do. Oh, yeah. Because he gave us great storyline, great character. One minute you loved him, the next minute you hated him. When he did that whole coming out with no theme music, I was like, oh, Lord. It just... <laughs> <laughs> I still remember how annoyed... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that 
was very local where he was, things like that, climbed up, you know, in the rafters, but puts on an amazing show. You know, just like they want Jay at WWE. I don't. Mm. I wish she never. I wish she did not leave AEW. Who? Uh... Jake. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, see, my thing about the whole Jade leaving, and I'm gonna just talk about just her whole run, just in general, to try her make her look like the female Goldberg. Go on this win streak, be the champ, only be on TBS because you can't put her on Wednesdays because you got um, Britt Baker over there. You can't, you don't want to merge those two different uh, personalities. Um, I felt like if this was a, if this was maybe, I say five, six years ago, and she did this, like how Oscar was on a win streak, she didn't lose an NXT, or like Shayna Baszler was on a streak, it would have made sense. I think AEW dropped the ball on this, as far as she being the champ for so long, and they kept mentioning that she was undefeated, that it really wasn't like a, like a shocking thing, because the people she was beating in that path was not impressive. Uh, it, it was... She might have had maybe I don't know how many matches she won in that streak, uh, but it was it wasn't too many women that was like impressive aside from Chris Statlander that gave her good matches. Uh, I like Willow. Yeah, Willow gave her good matches. I think uh, what's her name Tay Conti. Uh, um, said dude name uh, Sammy Guevara's wife. I think she gave her a good fight. Um, Anna J. <laughs> I feel like. Like, what was the whole, whole point of that? Like, I guess you're trying to bring in people from the industry and maybe drawing more fans. I mean, it was, more, it was worse when they had Rick Ross do it, too. It was kind of dumb. Uh, a, I feel like AEW ain't, ain't, hasn't established themselves like that to do that. So, it just ain't make sense to me. But for Jay to go to WWE and they talking about they want to push her straight to the main roster. She's not no one that needs development. She don't need to be in NXT. Like she needs to go straight to WWE, no. and they and they already uh, what is it? They already trademarked the name Jada Parker. I all I just hope WWE knows what they're doing. If you're going to make her be the shit, and if she was just on Fridays and stuff, 
I will just keep her a baby just on Fridays. But you got to make her look like, not, she got to be dominant, but she got to really, like, wrestle, wrestle. If people give Roman credit or or flack for saying, oh, he don't wrestle. He just, he just do all these certain moves or John Cena don't really wrestle. He just do this and this. You got to have Jada come out there. Either she wipes out that whole women's division and makes a, makes a statement or she just comes out and she joins something to build her name up. Like, I don't know, maybe the Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits group, instead of bringing in Bianca to be with them, you bring in her to bring in an added boost, have her out there with the Street Profits while they're in their match, and then you can build her up more and more to a point, you be like, all right, let's see what she can do by herself. Let's see if the fans get behind her as they were, they got, they had a kind of warm up to Bianca and things. So I feel like just throwing her out there just by herself, I think is just a little bit of a reach. But I've, but if she's in a group, like I don't, I don't think they even call themselves anything. People say it's like Hurt Business 2.0. I would put her uh-huh. in something like that and just see what she does, talking wise, doing promos. Watching to see what Bobby Lashley and Street Profits do when they're in front of that crowd, and uh, and see and see how she acts to it, see how she can handle it, because she's been in front of big crowds now, so it's not like she should be afraid or it, it should scare. Her. She should be able to to handle it and be fine. And then I'm happy for um, like certain talent um, and things like that that left and move on, you know, like Sasha, uh, like Trinity. Mm -hmm. And I really, 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 really wish that Trinity could have had a very good run. With the E. Um, she's one of those talents that I felt was very much looked over and done wrong, too. Um, and I wish that they could have worked it out because I miss seeing her in WWE. I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah, she's, um, she done, she's doing pretty good right now with TNA. Knockouts champion. I feel like she's finally getting her real, like, crowning moment, her justification. Because uh, I, I didn't understand what WWE was doing with Naomi. I, w- I was just like, if she came out of NXT, she worked her way up. She's been a champion. Why are you so hesitant to put her out there? Is it because she's better than most of the talent or something? You don't want to keep putting her over and making her look good like why y'all just not putting her out there what's the issue what's going on and um it's good for her that she had she had to leave and she stepped up and uh made that stand her and miss monet or ak sasha banks you know sometimes 
Sometimes. Sometimes some people need to see what it's like on that. Uh, to see what that grass is like over there. To know how they are. Because you can be stuck uh, in that WWE um, kind of vortex or matrix for so long. By the time you actually try to do your own shit, you kind of just lost. Now people don't know who you are. They're like, oh. Oh, it's this guy. Uh, like, most people, they made some on themselves in this independent circle. Like, Matt Cordona, he's winning titles. I just seen he won, like, the NWA title. And I was like, damn, this dude winning a lot of belts out there. Um, either being a heel, um, mainly. Um, I mean, he's tried to get back to WWE, but I guess they're just like, nah. I mean, you're looked at the same way they look at Dolph. You've been there too long. The fans only got hype for you at WrestleMania when you won the IC title in that ladder match, and they felt like that was a good moment, but they didn't capitalize on it after. They kind of fucked it up. Uh, but even what you said earlier about the fans, like, the fans got to do more, and they got to help. Like, I like the AEW crowd. I don't like much of their product because I feel like it's just, they're trying to make, they're trying to have these wrestlers damn near almost kill themselves just to boost ratings. Like, they just had John Moxley get hurt, got a concussion, and the ref didn't even know, understand, like, why he didn't break the count. And Moxley's cussing him out. And then Sophina's got to do it, the same finisher again, drop him on his head just for the ref to the, do the three count. Like, that's, I just feel like that's not necessary. That's unsafe. AEW hopes, hope they clean that up. But at least they get behind, like, those homegrown, the independent guys. And even if they come from somewhere else, they really cheer for them because, because I, I I would hate to be the audio engineer that works for WWE and be like, all right, let's let's wait for the crowd to cheer first, and if it's not loud enough, kind of boost it up, turn it up, and just to see like you can go from a difference of um you can say Bianca Belair she comes out and everybody's hype, everybody's excited, and then you can throw out. Uh, shit, you could throw out Piper Niven and they might not say a word. It's, it's, it's silent. Or you can throw out everybody stands up and go crazy and Roman Reigns come out. But they get silent when Cesaro was in WWE. And not only are they silent, but being at some of these events, they are chanting like rude and mean things to these people. Mm-hmm. This shit boring. Mm. Well, get your fat ass up there and then get in the ring and you do it then. Since you think you can do it better. Facts. Or um, one minute like and then the hatred that people get out of nowhere is insane to me. Because what did Bianca ever do to y'all to make y'all boo her? Mm. Are you crazy? 
Mm. Are you crazy? What did she ever do to y'all to make y'all boo her? She puts on great matches. She was a great champ. I am glad that she's really taking some time off um, for herself. But what do you boo Bianca for? You don't even have a reason to boo Bianca. Mm. And then y'all did all of that hype with uh, EO Sky becoming champ. And her run is stale. So, it, that's why I said they're so fickle, and it's good in the moment. It was good for her to cash in at the moment and win the belt at the moment, but ain't really done nothing with it since. So, now what? Her run will never be as good as Bianca's. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have people like Charlotte who come back whenever she wants to, and instantly just get titles because of who her daddy is. Mm. No story build up, no nothing. She just come back before pay-per-views and end up getting the belt. And then when she ready to go get some more surgery, she drops it and then comes back later. Mm. Like, but that's okay. But to, what well, I, I promise you, I was lighting them people up when I heard Bianca get booed. Lighting them up. I was like, that is straight up bull. You don't even have a reason. You don't. You're just doing it because it, you think it's cute, and it's not. And then you get on trades where y'all wanted her to lose the belt so bad. And now what? Like, now what? She lost it, and nobody really cares about EO Scott. Like, they don't. Mm-mm. You did at the moment because whoever could take that belt off of Bianca, that's all you gave a fuck about. That's all you really cared about was her dropping the belt. You didn't care who she dropped the belt to. And now, look at the rank, Look at the title storyline now. Mm. Crazy it's shit. Like, like I said, y'all mad now because these people like that. Oh, I can't believe it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand why they cut all these folks. That's just not why. <laughs> but y'all ain't gonna give a shit next week. Y'all not gonna care. Mm-mm. It was like y'all fickle and you fake. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Don't act like you give a shit. You don't. You just want what you want at the moment, and then you move on. Because we all got ADD in the brain when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> For real. Like, you know? I guess it's real shit. Like, nah, nah, I've, I've, and some people, like, uh, when I tell them I, I still watch wrestling, they go, how you watch this shit? Fake. This is shit ain't, that shit is all choreographed. And I'll just be like, well, okay. you got to think it's about the same drama as you're watching for reality TV or you watching Real Housewives or whatever, Real Midgets or whatever. It's the same thing and stuff. Like, uh, people have the same type of opinions. People get mad uh, when this is happening or this is happening when everything's written, everything's scripted. But uh, yeah, like I don't 
don't get why y'all give a fuck that people watch, like, grown people watch us. We don't give a shit. We don't care. We don't care that y'all don't like that we like wrestling. We do not care. Like, at all. We don't care about what y'all watch. At all. If we started getting into how maybe football or sometimes, anyway. (laughs) 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 Don't, Don't start talking about the sport. (laughs) Okay, you can't be that Fabricating shit. You know, like it's like let people live. Who cares? I didn't look that crazy because I'm a girl who still watches. I'm like, shit. Listen, I'm watching such and such. I gotta call you back because you're throwing off my concentration and my vibes. Dead ass. Dead ass. Like, like I, when I watch wrestling, it almost brings you back to when I was. In middle school, uh-huh. still playing my wrestling toys, so I I still get that type of excitement. Be like, man, this is dope. This is cool, man, to watch this and stuff. Cause I don't I don't have action figures. Cause I don't want people to be like, ah, oh, damn, you still play with toys and stuff. And then you see certain shit TikToks or you watch people um just uh show off their memorabilia and all this stuff. You like, damn. So if I would have had that shit, y'all can't say nothing. Cause y- y'all watch anime, grown people watching that shit. Mm-hmm. People collecting uh, Funko Pops, and I'm like, man, shit. I should have, but I should have stuck to what I've always been doing, just being different and shit. I, I if I was like I, I remember seeing when WWE had like they were looking for writers and stuff, and I was like, man, I should just do it. I should just apply because I, I, I would have the most creative storylines. I would be using all different types of people. It wouldn't be people that would have nights off or a, week, a month off, months or a year off. Nah, y'all be working, working, and stuff. We're gonna really sell this product. We're gonna sell some dream matches. We ain't gonna be doing like what. You know, AEW does. They be having title matches, and you don't even know why this dude got a title match, or why he defending it this week and stuff. Or nah, it's gonna be some real thought out storyline type of shit. Like I'm put real thought into it. But WWE, them fans, or just fans on Twitter and shit. Um. It's like bipolar and shit, like just Virginia weather and stuff. It just, they, it, it's never, it's never consistent. It's never, never consistent. I can't, like even when you brought up uh, your example about uh, how fans can be. And then like, I always tell people about the story when Roman Reigns said like he had cancer and everybody got quiet because they... Uh. Cause they thought like, oh, it was a storyline. It was fake. Yeah, I, 
and that man was like literally. One of the top comments on that video on WWE or or like the WWE thing. I think I have like about one point like one point five k likes on that on my comment on the video that WWE posted about that. Um, because I was just like, the fact that you really think that he lied about that or that he's saying that he has chemo so he can take off time to go do a movie that never came out. Ever. But okay. But okay. Y'all are idiots. <laughs> and somebody like they were I turned off the comments after a while like I stopped getting notifications on them because I got tired of because this was years ago I got tired of going back and forth with people about what I said because I said what I said and they were like well this is the same company that you know the, they lied and said Big Show dad died and I'm like but do you realize how long ago that was versus to the world that we live in now do you not know that WWE would be canceled for mm-hmm. real? Is this nigga pretended that he had cancer? Mm. Hello, Connor the Crusher? Mm. Are you insane? Especially that donation that they always bring up every year. You yeah. really think they would... Do you think that they would really let him lie about that? Watching everybody's reaction backstage, that was real. People were crying. Because out on the stage, he had beef with, um, oh my God, what is going on with my brain tonight? Are you talking about when Seth and and, uh, Dean Ambrose came out and stuff? No, when he went backstage, he hugged. Oh my God, why is my brain? Big, very big. Used to be with uh, the Wyatts. Oh, uh, um, Tama Luke Harper. No. Bray. No. He was big with the the Wyatt family. He's not on. Uh, he throws around ricochet. Why am I having a brain fart? He throws Ricochet around now. Oh, Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman, yes. He had major beef with Braun Strowman. He was backstage fucking Braun, and Braun was boo-hoo crying. Mm. Like, (laughs) that he lied about having leukemia? Y'all irritate me. This is what I'm talking about. Y'all drive me crazy. No, that was real. Mm. That was real. I can't fake having cancer now. Can't. You can't just. The way that the E will be canceled. Canceled. Like in the worst way. I'm talking about Vincent Mann and, and federal court explaining why he's. Why he has a wrestler fake that he had an, a deathly Ill- illness. Yeah. All the stuff that they do for the Make-A-Wish kid. Mm. 
but no, you, it's all fake. He's he's just pretending that he's that he's sick so he can go do a movie again. That never dropped the way it did. He was just doing that because he's going to be in the Fast and the Furious movie. Mm. Like what? Y'all sound stupid. You sound dumb. Mm. For all that, he could just fake an injury. find the movie y'all can find the movie cool you know because i only seen him in one movie and that was before he even said that stuff so exactly is uh <sighs> yeah that that was that's one of those the situations because like even once he came back and he was like yeah i'm off for mission everybody's hype and then as soon as he wrestled later on at night here the booze come again I said, yeah. See, this is why. This is this is why they can't they can't get certain people over because of that shit. This is why. I know a dude. Writer strike going on, and they, and they need to, and they need to keep 
income coming in. Now, is it good to see them? Yes, but that is the only reason we're laying eye on these on these motherfuckers that left, you know, the E to go pursue very successful acting careers. But right now, they got to do what they got to do and come back. Mm-hmm. Cause and I think they just signed. Stuff like that because they need to get that shot. Period. Facts. Yeah, it, it, yeah, cause, cause I was watching uh, a lot of the, what The Rock was doing uh, that week, cause he was on College Game Day, he was on Pac McAfee show, then he was on SmackDown, and he was back on yeah, it was I think it was Pat McAfee, then he was on College Game Day that Saturday. Yeah, yeah, Pat McAfee, SmackDown, College Game Day. Then he was at the Buffalo, Colorado Buffalo game. Where is he at now? <laughs> it was all for hype. It was all for. He was like, "Well, we gotta sell this and stuff. Uh, let's uh, let's just throw you out there off the random and have you go at it sparring with words with Austin Theory." But you're talking about on the Pat McAfee show uh, about the Roman Reigns match that should have happened at this past Mania, and you're down for the one next year. Why? I mean, I guess it can finish the storyline, maybe finish the bloodline stuff, but where is he at right now? They they kill Roman for like a vacation and carrying the company for three years. Yeah, he's holding the belt hostage. And like this one dude in this one chat I got, uh, he just, I, I, I ain't going to say he hates Roman Reigns. He just don't like him a lot. And uh, he just feels like he ain't a great wrestler or he's this and this. And I always ask the question and stuff because I think business-wise, I think about numbers. I love numbers. I just always think about, all right, so you got Seth that holds one belt on one show. So who's bigger than Roman on SmackDown if it's not a part-timer named John Cena? Who's bigger than him that can do the same thing Roman was doing, have a story, and carry and put up big numbers? Cause you got to think, they, they don't care about matches like AEW. They don't care about... Five star matches, four star matches. No, they talking about numbers as far as ratings. Who's gonna carry like he's gonna carry? Who's gonna have fans standing up like he does? And they can't name nobody. They really can't come up with nobody because they be like, you're you're more of a wrestler. He's he's kind of delved into both now and stuff. Like he's a mega star, like. He went from, he came back during the pandemic and and uh, came back as a heel. Something that people never thought was going to happen because they was like, oh, he's going to be face for a long time. He's going to be the new John Cena. He went heel, stayed as a heel, got more ruthless, got better on the mic, started selling, then brought his family along, brought Sammy along, got KO to finally get more TV time. He did all this stuff, and it's like, 
I get it. Yeah, he is. He is holding on to that belt. <laughs> but I got to name someone that's, that's better than he is. I, 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 like, as far as a face. With the way that everything is going right now, on that end, I understand him holding that belt because they haven't really given nobody else, like, the type of push that they need to make him drop the belt. Mm-hmm. Because right now, if we're being honest, if he drops it, if, if he dropped it, Right now, he's dropping it to somebody that's not on the same level as the WWE has put him on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense at the time. Like him, you know, bringing Brock back every now and then for them to fight it out. I was over that and tired of that because they said that the last time was going to be the last time and then they ended up being one more last time. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you gotta build these people up for them to defend their belts. Like Gunther, for instance, mm. he just has really random competitors. You know, like the whole thing with him and Drew McIntyre. That was cute. Um. You know, but I, again, like I said, the last time, I think that they really should have played more so on the Ali thing and him and gave Ali, like, a whole Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. For that, though. But, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cut time for the E is always hard for me because I would just be like damn that's just really messed up that people gonna be out of work and stuff like that but if it's really what they want to do you know they'll do some stuff but I'm gonna say it again because I know I've said it a hundred times they definitely should have did something different for for Dolph and gave him some type of creative uh, thing or you know something Something. Uh, but I think wherever he go off, he's going to do good things. Oh, yeah. Great things. Great things. Shoot, even think about it. And uh, it sucks to even bring his name up because uh, he just passed away. I think the only person that probably could have carried it would have been Bray. Well, uh, I talked about Bray on the uh, briefly on the last episode. Him. 
I do think that Bray was dealing with some very, very serious mental health issues. Um, I do think that he did not want to wrestle anymore uh, without his brother. I do think that mentally that took a toll on him. Um, Losing a friend, you know, um, losing somebody that you consider your family, especially like in that way. I just don't think mentally he could handle it. And I think that he lost his life by his own hands. Mm. I do. And they had to put out something, you know, because honestly, in that regard, he was failed. Um, I remember his comeback speech and him being so emotional and so vulnerable. And then him not really being the same um, after that death. He just, he just wasn't the same after what happened with Luke. He, he wasn't. And it took him a really long time to get to the point where he did want to get back out there in the ring. But mentally, again, I think it took its toll on him. Um, it's almost like uh, when Chris lost Eddie. Mm. He was on a downward spiral during that time. And nobody really caught it. What was going on and stuff like that. Nobody picked up on how he was in the danger zone and nobody saw him drowning after the loss of his friend. And in that, I feel like a lot of these places, a lot of these workplaces need to take people's mental health much more seriously than what they do. Because um, a lot of the times I feel like it's just a business to a lot of people, not just in the WWE, in our own workplaces, in our own lives, you know. Um, and it is exhausting to do what people do with their jobs every single day, but we got bills to pay and we got stuff to do, you know. But it takes its toll on you. And if you're battling those types of demons by yourself, you may not know how bad that would affect you. And to live in the limelight like how he does or how he did, and to be suffering like that, and for have like certain people pick up on it, and him probably really not knowing what to do because he still has to be a father. Um, you know, he still has to put on for us as well he still has to grieve you know we all grieve differently you can't put a timeline on grief they say that all the time but grief takes its toll on you too 
Mm-hmm. And I just don't think, I don't think he got over the death of Luke Harper. I agree. Because, uh, yeah, his his death was unexpected, and just for him to come out in the ring and he just exposed himself and talked about the fans saved him, and uh, he didn't know what to do. Yeah, that was that was personal. He was kind of, that was almost kind of like he was reaching out and just thanking everyone, but I felt like he still just needed just some more help. I, like wrestling, yeah, wrestling might have could have helped him get over some things, but I think it was just a lot. It was tougher. That's why he didn't wrestle a lot, and um, I think he only had really one match. I think since he came out, I don't think he wrestled any other time. No tag matches or nothing. I think he just only really wrestled one time. So I just. He just might not just been there mentally. Honestly, he was just yeah. trying. He really he was wasn't. trying. He wasn't. Um, his return, that was a beautiful thing. Um, it still gives me goosebumps. The way that they were about to peace out on the on the whole broadcast and Michael Cole kind of like, all right, everybody, good night. Thank you for... Wait, what's going on here? <laughs> it gave me uh, vintage taker vibes. <laughs> like, where you just, where you know Taker's going to be at Mania, but he ain't saying nothing, ain't nobody seen him or anything like that. And then, like, out of nowhere, right when they're about to sign off, the lights go out. It gave me vintage taker. Um, for real. Mm-hmm. But uh, rest in peace to Bray, for real. Rest in peace to Bray. One of the greatest storytellers. He, he told his story in a way it was almost like he was drawing art for us. And things yep. from NXT to him being the fiend to when he had Randy Orton in the group. Like It was almost like he was painting something. Him and that Randy Orton Cause I remember the the Eddie Girl one. That that uh that hurt <laughs> mentally just to see him on TV just that week week before. And all of a sudden to get that news, I think I was just coming out of high school, or I might have been coming out of school, and I saw that, and it felt like I I really knew him because I watched WCW heavy. Watching them cruiserweights and everything, and I was just like, "Damn, Eddie mm-hmm. passed!" 
I said, wow. And, like, I was, like, in tears. I was crying. I said, dang, he really, he really passed away. And then the Watts, I think it was that raw. And to see so many guys, they were, like, broken and tearing up. I said, man. Uh, I, I know this hurts. Also, um, I know people might not mess with him like that. I know I don't. Uh, but I would really um, tell people to watch, I believe it's still on Hulu, um, the Chris Benoit episode of The Dark Side of the Ring. Mm. Um, and... In regards to Eddie, it will put um, a lot of light on to kind of like what we didn't know about what happened to Eddie. Um, I learned some things from watching the documentary um, in regards to him. And that's why I was saying that uh, Bray kind of like lost it. I feel like when Luke died, um, the same thing, and there's a lot of similarities between what happened with Chris and Watt as well in losing Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very good episode. Um, his son is on there. Um, Nancy's family is on there. Gives a lot to like his life and what he has done, how he got into the business, and all of that. But it was a very good episode of The Dark Side of the Ring. Mm. I gotta watch that. I haven't, I don't think I've watched The Dark good. Side of the Ring in a minute. It was really good. Yeah, I gotta it look. had me crying. It was really good. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check that. Out. I gotta look that up. Usually, I find it like on like YouTube, and they they got new episodes up, and I just watch it all the way through uh-huh. on my TV. See, I'm gonna look that up tonight. Um, cause I was. Yeah, the Chris Benoit was really good. I know it was on Hulu because I think I watched it on Hulu. Um, and there are a lot of like little documentaries and stuff like that. Wrestling is kind of like making its mark. Um, the Peacock just released. The uh, angle, mm. her angle documentary. Um, right after the last pay per view that happened, you could have watched that. That's still on there. The Cody Rhodes one, of course. I love me some Cody Rhodes, so I, <laughs> I definitely watched that documentary a couple of times because I also love Dusty. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of these documentaries are really good. Um, so those would be my suggestions, but I definitely suggest that people take a look at the Wild Dark Side of the Ring episode if they have not. Yeah, because that one was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty tough to watch and to learn about. And just the unsolved mystery of what, if, if it was him or if it was. A, a conspiracy and it was I'm going to go with that as much as people want to believe it that it was really Chris 
Um, I think that uh, without giving too much away for the documentary, I think that he relapsed. And um, when he relapsed, it, he just, it was probably worse than when he was doing drugs at first. Because one of the things that you learn in the documentary is that the reason that him and Eddie were so close is because they got clean together. Mm. So it was almost like having his sponsor with him everywhere he went. Mm. And when he lost Eddie, he lost his to stay sober you know because he out on the road so his wife and all of that they can't watch him all the time but Eddie could because they were always together when he lost Eddie even if you go back and watch like when they announced that Eddie was back Chris was inconsolable he was he just I feel like he got back on drugs um, and I say that I think that he was responsible for it because when we watch the documentary, there are certain things that we did not know, that I did not know, especially until I watched the documentary that were found along with his body. Hmm. That it seemed that he knew what he was doing and that he did not want um Nancy and his son, the one that ended up passing away and all of that, to live without him. Because you know he has another son, an older son. Yeah. Um or whatever. And he's in the documentary too. Nope. So uh I do think that it was Chris. And um, I do think it was a very sad situation. But I think that he just lost. He literally went loco. Mm. He, he went crazy after Eddie died. If you watch the documentary, you would definitely it will open up your eyes to a lot of the things that we've had questions about since we were young. Because, you know, all of this happened when we were, like, teenagers. Like, we were young, you know? Um, but it does put into, can, like, put into perspective, like, conspiracies and things like that. Chavo's in the documentary. Um, Nancy's family. Uh, some of Chris's family. A lot of the things that we've probably had questions about around their situation, we get answers. Facts. Facts. Mm. Yeah. Crazy craziness. But yeah, man. Yeah, man. See, this was this was the longer part of the second part of the two-part series. I just uploaded the first part on uh. On everything that I normally have on platforms, so second one, yeah, this one really goes in depth, breaks down everything. So 
Yeah, man. I appreciate Kilolo for the TKO <laughs> nah, podcast, you know. And it's spelled just like it sounds. Mm-hmm. T-K-O-H-N-A-H. T-K-O-N-A-H. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Eve. I appreciate it all of this. Yeah, man. It was a good episode. Good first guest. To jump on and talk some in-depth things, you know, that knew her stuff, you know, she knows, she knows her stuff, she knows her wrestling, <laughs> yeah, like if I, if I was in a wrestling debate and stuff, and it was like a group of people, and, and she just happened to be right there, and they was like, well, what do you think, and I just like, I just look right at her, I just like, you want to go, <laughs> you want me to go. Yeah, man. Reset everybody. You already know. It's your boy Dubs in the building. Special thanks to Key Lolo. Uh, watch it. Watch and check out her podcast. It's on Spotify. <laughs> she says it's on all networks. I'm trying to get it on all networks too. I'm gonna get there. I'm still figuring it out. I don't know. I'm uh. I'm gonna get all that stuff straight. Yeah, man. Y'all check me out on my. TikTok at Dubs in the Building 24. My uh, Snapchat is the Young Dubs 26. Facebook like page at Dubs in the Building. You got some links or uh, something that people can look out and check you out for? I don't know. Try to follow my. Ooh, I don't know what y'all follow me on. Yeah, follow my IG page, Young Dubs 26. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> All right, we gone.